Calvin. What's up, my guy? What what you up to? Uh, you know me. Just got off of work. That twelve to eight shift uh, on the usual Monday. You know, freight day as they call it. So, yeah, man. What you been up to today? You you ride your bike? <laughs> no, not today. Uh, I gotta let the legs recover. No, I've just been catching up on these uh, Monday night football and just homework and stuff. I feel that. I feel that. Um, Titans play. Are they playing right now? Yes, sir. <laughs> Need the tip to pull off the dub. Who? Who? You're playing the Bron- Ooh, you going? They're going against your teammate, Drew. I know. I hope he does. I hope he plays well. I'm always rooting for Drew. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I always support your former teammate. Right. Like you know, I'm if if Titans lose to Drew, I'm okay because it's Drew. Because that's 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 my guy. That's my that's my QB from college. But uh, you know, I'm always pulling for the Titans. Go Tits. <laughs> So, first, first announcement: take care of your bodies. Just, I'm not saying get shredded. I'm just saying take care of your body and, and it'll help you live a a happier life. But now look. So as Calvin knows, your boy started a mountain bike club over <laughs> here. So here's how it all started. So I got a, I got a, I got a friend Xavier. This dude got into mountain biking, or he got he got in like biking. I don't know if he was mountain biking, but he got into biking. Got a bike, so I haven't owned a bike since my freshman year as an undergrad. So we're talking like twenty six years ago, twenty fourteen is the last time I owned a bicycle, and I didn't actually ride it nowhere because after the first week, after the first couple of days of riding it, my legs were so dead I couldn't practice for real because I was riding my bike everywhere, right? But anyway, he's in. He gets into it, and it it was it looked kind of fun because I was skateboarding while this dude was 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 biking, and it just wasn't as fun. This dude having fun. I'm like, I want to have fun, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go get a bike. So I go to I go to I go to I get up. I go to Costco because I saw online they got mountain bikes. They didn't have mountain bikes. I go to Walmart and they got all these kitty mountain bikes. And the funny part about Walmart is I took the bike off the rack. And it was the biggest mountain bike that they had at the time. And I'm kind of, you know how you like testing out a bike or a skateboard. You're kind of like riding in there down the aisle, kind of getting a feel for it. And I'm like hopping on it, like pushing on it to see like how the shocks are. A dude walks down the aisle and is like, bro, that bike is too small for you. I was like, yeah, I guess. Because like, I don't, I, you know, I'm like, and I'm on a budget. Because I saw at Costco, they got mountain bikes for like 199 so I'm thinking, you know, it's not going to be too much. And at Walmart, that bike was, like, somewhere around there. So I go to Dick's, but, you know, anytime I go to Dick's, I feel like I'm getting robbed because their stuff is, like, overly priced, right? And so, uh, but, yeah, so I'm I'm talking to the dude at Dick's Sporting Goods, and I'm, like, I'm trying to get into mountain biking, but – I have no idea what I'm doing. And he was like, so are you trying to get into like, you know, trails, like, you know, little soft trails or are you talking about like mountain bikes? Like, no, no, no. I'm trying, I'm talking extreme mountain bikes, right? <laughs> Dude was like, all right, come here, come here. We walk over, we walk over to this one bike. He's like, this is the bike you want right here. So it's a great bike. Uh, he, I guess he's, he has his personal experience with the bike and he loves it. And he's like, it's a great beginner's bike. But it's not a, it's not a beginner's bike. It's one of those bikes you can get that's good for beginners, but you can grow into it because it's like a sound overall bike, right? 
So I was like, okay, bet, because I don't want to buy a bike now and then have to, once I break it in, go and spend more money on a better bike. I'd rather just have a good bike already and then just work my way to handling the bike. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, it's called an Aggressor GT Pro. So great, great bike. And so your boy went, uh, your boy went mountain biking Sunday. Went Sunday, got about nine miles in. And Great workout sounds like. Bro, it was, I, oh, bro, I, on my way back, I hit a cramp because I didn't, I wasn't, I'm not used to biking like this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I didn't think I was going to make it back to my, because I had to, I have to bike. I don't have a way of transporting my bike because I have a car. And I refused to buy a, a bike mount for my car. And I have the spoiler, so I don't know if it'll fit with the spoiler. But uh, I refuse to get one because I don't like how they look. It's going to mess up the vibe of my car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to bike to my stuff. So whenever I get done with my trail, I have to bike back home. And there is a hill to get there. Like, it's a lot of, it's like hilly. So there's a hill to get to my apartment complex. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to make it. I started <laughs> cramping. And it was all bad, but I made it. So we'll see. And then I'm getting up to early tomorrow morning. I'm gonna try to get like 15 miles in. Ooh, so you know, yeah, yeah. I'm, look, I'm I'm all in. I'm trying to go. I'm I'm trying to skip levels one and two and just get straight to the extreme stuff. But <laughs> we'll see. Good luck to you, bro. Because <laughs> if that was me, I need to. Yeah, I'm like baby steps. I need to be first mm-hmm. week. Second week increase, third week increase. By that, by that sixth week, bro, seventh week, that's when I gotta be like all in. You know what I'm saying? But kudos to you, man. Like I hope everything goes good because I can't do no 15 straight off the back. We, yeah, we'll see. I'll let you know tomorrow for sure. But <laughs> all right, but uh, you gonna be spinning again? <laughs> oh, I'm for sure gonna be. Well, right now I'm just focused on getting in shape. But you know, the best way to get in shape for something is to do it. So yes, that's my that's how I'm going into it. I just. I'm just not trying to break my neck or nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm still just geeking up that Snapchat. He's like, I got homework. I got work. I ain't got time to die today. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've we been off more than we could chew the first day. Sure. Uh, were, you so, like, were you sore? Like, anything like that? Uh, I mean, kind of. I take a lot of supplements that prevent, soreness. that, like, kind of, yeah, prevent soreness. So, I could feel it. I know for a fact if I wasn't like on my supplements, I would for sure be super sore because I could kind of feel it, but because I take all this stuff, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not really like sore for real, for real. But I know for a fact I would be if I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. With me, I'll be. I'll be so sore, dude. I probably couldn't even get up and walk straight. To be honest, if I did what you did, going up those hills and stuff, and taking like the shocks and stuff from the floor. Oh yeah, from the, yeah. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to you though, bro. Because uh, uh, me, I nah. I'll take like probably like a good. I'm gonna convince you eventually to get one. Sheesh! <laughs> Birthday coming up soon. <laughs> I didn't say I was buying a bike. I said I'm gonna convince you. <laughs> but uh oh, uh I'm gonna tell you this earlier, but your boy got ESPN Plus. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get into like I'm trying to get into like watching MMA and uh, UFC stuff. I think, dude, I've literally gotten to the same thing. Uh, me and Woosley, uh, he's been inviting me over to his crib, and we've been watching like the little like fight nights and stuff. We watched uh, the Daniel Cormier fight uh, with Steep. We watched that one. 
Yeah, man, it's interesting. It's it's, it's a very interesting sport, and I've kind of got into it and everything like that. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm for and and uh, that reminds me, I so uh, I didn't know Nashville had a uh, uh, major league soccer club. I didn't I, know that too. So I, I, I just found out. So you know, now you know, you know me. I'm anything Nashville. I'm all for it. So I uh, I got ESPN Plus. You can watch the soccer games. And I got my app where I went through and favorited the team. So I'm, like, keeping up with all their uh, mm-hmm. games and stuff now. Because cause I, I, I kind of – you know, I've always liked soccer. It was my first sport. So now that Nashville's got a major league soccer team, I'm I'm, I'm all in. Only time I'm into soccer is when I play FIFA. I'm not going to lie to you. So, uh, so. <laughs> But you know the thing about soccer, too, that I didn't understand? You know soccer is the only sport that doesn't have commercial breaks? It doesn't? I don't think so, unless somebody was lying to me. And I kind of believe it, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched a soccer game, but I don't remember ever seeing a commercial during a soccer game. Because you got to think about it, it's a running clock. Oh, that's right. It, it, don't, it, it, don't clock. it is a running clock, yeah. I think it's it a, is. It only stops for – is it called halftime? Is that what it's called? It, or that's probably not the right name. Intermission I mean, or whatever? Yeah, something like that. That's crazy, though. I didn't realize that until somebody told me that. And I was thinking, I was like, you know what? That makes actual sense. Like, because I've sat down and watched like a, like two full soccer games, even though I wasn't paying attention the whole time, but I never seen where it takes like a cut break or nothing like that. So, but yeah, yeah makes sense. But there's so many sports going on right now. I'm overwhelmed with trying to keep up with all these sports because you got like, especially this past week, and you had NBA, NFL, college football. You had, all these sports going on at once. MMA is about to have a big fight too. Adesanya in that fight. Yeah, like uh, I'm just, I'm trying to keep up, but it's it's kind of too much. Like my phone is because I got the app that notifies me when stuff happens. My phone's constantly ringing or vibrating because somebody did something. But I'd rather have that problem instead of the problem we had where there was just nothing on them. Yeah, that's so true. Because I was. Man, I during that little quarantine, there was no sports or nothing. I was, I don't know how I survived, to be honest. It was just video games and just, really, I was watching, like, hella podcasts, to be honest, because everything on Netflix I already watched. So I was just like, I guess I just watched some podcasts and stuff. So, but. Yeah. Um, so, well, I guess we've kind of already segued into our sports section. But getting deep into it, we had some, uh, I was keeping up with the contracts, uh, NFL contracts over this past week, and uh, just some notable ones. Cooper Cup, receiver for L.A. Rams, he signed three years, 48 mil, which is mm. six, 16 mil a year. Alvin Kamara, he signs five years, 77 mil, mm. 15 mil a year. Be Dalvin, the bucks. Right. Uh, Dalvin Cook signed five years, 63 mil. Uh, DeAndre, he signed a two-year, 54.5 mil. Which is like twenty seven point two five million a year, which he's the highest paid non QB in the in the NFL. And then you know Nashville's very own Jalen Ramsey signed a five year hundred five million mm. contract with seventy one of its guaranteed, which makes him the highest paid DB in NFL history. And then last but not least, uh, Tre'Davious White he played at uh, LSU. He signed a four-year, seventy million dollar deal at seventeen point five million a year. So, mm. those are some notable 
big buck big bucks contracts that I was just keeping up with uh over the past week. Who do you think's gonna who who do you think's gonna like really show out out of those like out of those contract uh contracts and everything? Who you really um, that's gonna shine out of all of them? I think, if I, if I, I think D Hop just because he's on a different team. And he a different yeah, I was, team. I was about to say if I had to put money on somebody that's that is gonna play to the next level and how they get next level money, I would say D Hop. I'd say D Hop for if I had to put money on. But Alvin Kamara, he had two rushing touchdowns last game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm didn't Dalvin Cook play good on Sunday? Didn't yes, he? he did. He did play good. He played really well. So, I mean, everybody's playing well. And then for DBs, you know, they're not – it's kind of harder to to take notice if they're playing well because you got to be, like, watching that game because, you know, you can have – with DB, you, it's one of those positions where you can have zero, like, zero actual stats, but you're playing good because if you're locking a dude up and the quarterback's not throwing over there, you're not going to have any picks. You're not going to have any PBUs. But you'd be playing good in terms of just locking the dude up to where quarterback's not even throwing over there. So, so that's my thing with with cornerbacks and uh, safeties and everything. Like, obviously, you said like they're not, you know, their main objective, you know, is not to get beat and obviously, you know, deflect passes and everything. How do like how do they how do they like gauge their like contracts and everything based off of those numbers and everything? Because it's not like offense, like running backs, you know. Oh, if you get this much yards or whatever, you know, like incentives and all that stuff play a part in too. But like with DBs, like how do do you do you know it, how they like manage a contract to say like okay he deserves more money or he deserves more money? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of like so, like you said, you know, like like a running back, their contracts. You know, you could just look at their stats and be like, you know, this dude rushed for two thousand yards last year. He needs a big money contract, kind of thing. Where you could just look at the stats. And as far as especially corner, like um, some of it is stats. Because, you know, if you're a good corner, you're still going to put up stats. But you can just look at film. That's why you have agents. Because um, I believe, like Richard Sherman, for an example, I believe there was a span where he didn't have, but he had like one PBU over a span of like a certain amount of games. On paper, it looks bad. Okay, he's not producing. But if you were watching film or you were watching the games, he was clamping the receivers so the literally the quarterbacks wouldn't even look to that side because this mm-hmm. man was clamping everything over there, right? Mm-hmm. So you use like the you use the the their actual play to determine how valuable they are in terms of like salary. So you know you can okay. go you know their age they look this man hasn't given up. He hasn't given up a pass, pass uh, uh, a pass past ten yards in in two years. You got to pay oh, this that's man. Crazy. Kinda, kinda that's crazy. That's crazy numbers. Yeah, that yeah, that's something stupid. If you haven't given up a pass past ten yards in two years, you best believe your agent's gonna get you a good deal. As yeah. long as long as you know, as long as like everything else is, there's so many different stats. But as long as everything, as long as you're not like missing open field tackles all the time, but like as long mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're playing everything else well, then. That's kind of how they would go about it, because it is a weird position. It is. It is. That that's my question. I was just like, how do DBs really get that contract? And it's kind of the same for O linemen. You know, they're not getting rushing yards or receivers, but you just look at their pass protection. If they're not giving up sacks or they're not giving up QB hurries, then 
Um, if there's just solid protection, which you kind of got to watch their play to see that. You know, you can't pull up a you can't pull up an O line stat sheet and be like, oh yeah, this is a great O lineman. You can't really look judge it by looking at a piece of paper. You got to watch film on them, kind of thing. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. That's interesting. That's interesting to be honest. It's very interesting. So man. The Indiana Pacers have fired Nate McMillan. And now they're on the uh, the coaching search. So we already know, like, Tyron Lue's in that projection. Billy Donovan. I want to say Mike Dan and Tony just because he released his uh, statement saying he won't be with them. But this thing right here has got me very, very interested in this whole process. Becky Hammond, possibly the first women's head coach in the NBA history. And I think it's very interesting because she obviously, you know, she played uh, in the WNBA All-Star, uh, three-time All-American at Colorado State. She can play. She can play. But right. the thing that got me is that she earned the respect for her work that she's done under Greg Popovich. And if you know Greg Popovich, you know his resume and everything. One yeah. of the best NBA coaches, and he's going to the Hall of Fame uh, and everything like that. But another thing, though, too, is that we have some notable – guys in the NBA or former guy, well, one guy in the NBA, uh, well, former former uh, Paul Gasol and uh, Danny Green. Paul Gasol gave, uh, I was reading this article today, and it said, Paul Gasol gave strong endorsement for Hammond as a possible 2018 piece uh, in the Players' tribu- Tribution, uh, praising her basketball intellectual and her clear communication. That speaks a lot from Paul Gasol, you know, a well-known name in the NBA. Right. And veteran Danny Green also said that Hammond was one of the uh, one of the five best coaches he's ever had. Really? And plus, yeah, yeah, I, I gotta send this. I, I gotta send this to you. And plus, she was one of Pop's uh, top assistants, split up scouting and game planning for the Spurs opponents and everything. And I don't know how, like, you know, like you know, game plan and everything like that, scouting and everything, but. That takes a lot of work, a lot of like in-depth work to like see what team you're going against, how to play them, and I feel like you know if if she's if all these NBA players are saying this, and then you know Greg Popovich, she was one of Greg Popovich's top assistants, she might she might have a little leeway into getting that position. Now I don't know, I don't know what the outcome going to be, but I mean, you got Danny Green saying she's one of the top five players that I mean top five coaches that he's ever had. That kind of speaks something. Same thing with Paul Gasol. I hope so, you say yeah, what? Yeah, I hope honestly, I hope she gets the job. To be honest, like I I'm, I'm really too. pulling for it because you hope know, she does too. you know, she won the summer league title for as the head coach for the summer uh, Spurs summer league team. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was about to get into that too. Yeah, she did that too. But yeah, man, I, I mean, why not? That's my whole question. Why not? <laughs> yeah, she's she's more to me. I think she's more than qualified. Yeah. Especially but I mean, being dude, under uh, Greg Popovich, like that's not that's just a, a regular coach. That's a one of the Hall greatest of coaches. To, yeah, greatest coaches to ever coach the game. Yeah, and then she's already had the coaching experience in the summer league and everything. So, like, you know, she kind of knows like what to do as a coach, I guess. But you know, it's not really that like next level. You know, that's summer league, and you know, you're getting like second year players, third year play G League players, rookies, and everything like that. So, but I mean. I think she should get it just because her resume and just the, you know, the stuff that NBA players are saying about her. So that's my two cents on it, but we'll see. We'll see uh, 
what happens, we'll we'll figure it out in a. I feel like in a few weeks or month or whatever it is. Yeah. So, the Miami Heat, man. Jimmy Buckets, boy. My favorite player, Butler. Anyways, Jimmy Butler, Miami Heat, going against the uh, Celtics, man. What What do you think this series going to be? Seven games, six games, with uh, Heat on top. I don't. I don't know because I've been watching. I've been paying close attention to the Celtics the past few games. They and are a mean squad. They are <laughs> elevate. They it almost seems like they get better and better every single game, no matter how good the game was before. Because mm-hmm. at first I thought, at the beginning, at the beginning of the playoffs, to me Toronto was the better team. They played as a better team. They didn't on paper. They didn't have like the super studded star athletes, right? You know, if you were mm-hmm. look on paper, Celtics look like a better team. You got Kimba, you got Jalen Brown, you got, uh, you had uh, Gordon Hayward, you had uh, 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 Jason Tatum. So on paper, it's like they're stacked. But the Raptors played like a well-oiled machine at the beginning. Mm-hmm. As the playoffs progressed, it's like, okay, Celtics get better, Celtics get better. And, you know, Toronto was still playing good, but they are kind of just playing at – the same level they've been playing. They kind of just plateaued at a high level. They were still playing at high yeah. level. They plateaued there. But the Celtics kept getting better, 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 better. Now it's like, I think Celtics might be the best, well, the best overall team play out of any team in the NBA right now. But with that being said, I want Miami to win it. I want Miami to win it. I but too. I think the Celtics are going to win it, but I I do believe it's going to come down to a game seven. Now, mm-hmm. if he if he win the first game, I think it goes to a game seven. If Celtics win the first game, I think it'd go to six games. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. My only thing about this is that okay, the Bucks Heat series. You really look at it. The only two scores on that team were during that series was Giannis and then Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton saved them right. so many times. But when you get to the Celtics, you got Kemba, a veteran. Jason Tatum, killer. Jalen Brown, coming out. He, he got that contract extension, so he's trying to put, prove himself this year that he's worth that money. But you got Marcus Smart, which has been playing absolutely great on both ends. That's four dudes right there that, that are just go-getters right there. And I, and I think that's where the Miami Heat might kind of, you know, have trouble with and everything. Because when you play the Bucks, you focus in on Giannis. You just like – Right. If you, you can stop, you stop him, yeah. you pretty much – you can win. Yeah. But, you know, Chris Milton, you know, he did his thing. Shout out to Chris Milton. He, you know, forced the game seven and all that. But when it comes to the Celtics, dude, under Brad Stevenson too, that head coach, uh, that that's where I kind of get nervous too, bro. That's where I get nervous. And plus, what's it called? The Heat is a young team too, as well. So I don't know if you know, like, let's say, like, if they get in, like, uh, you know, just down by a lot to like a what, like a almost a, a a veteran team, almost. Do do you think they crack? Do you think they, you know, I, I don't know how they'll do, you know, if they get down by that much and everything. So. I think if they get down, I don't think. I think uh, – I don't want to say every game. I think that it's going to be close the majority of the time in terms of the mm-hmm. series and some of the games because 
I don't think they'll crack because Jimmy is that glue, right? So, yeah, yeah. as a team, they're not an experienced team. They don't have a lot of, you know, guys that have been in that position at a high level. But Jimmy's passion, because you see it when you see him play, his passion, his leadership, and his bringing everybody together, if they do get down, Jimmy's like, no, no, look, we, like, you know what I'm saying? He's going to keep them on track. And if he has to, like he said, he'll do whatever needs to be done to win. So if he's no, damn near the coach on the floor, though. That's how I feel like. Exactly. It. So if they're down and they need buckets and nobody's dishing out buckets, like he said, I'll do whatever it takes. He's gonna start getting buckets. If 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 people are starting to get buckets, but he the ball needs to be distributed to get everybody going again, he's gonna start passing. Just like he had what forty points the next game, he only had thirteen points, but he had a ton of assists. Cause he just he's just playing the way he needs to play that game, yeah. And that is such a that's such a crucial that's such a crucial asset to the Miami Heat is the fact that he plays like that. He's not trying to go out and and and, and drop fifty points a game. I'm not saying that's wrong, that's bad, but you know, trying to get that many points, you can start shooting inefficiently. You can start playing inefficient. You can start mm-hmm. turning the ball over. He's like, no, if I don't need to score forty. And we need, you know, we need somebody to play defense. I'm going to focus on playing defense and not worry about dropping 50. If I need to drop 50 because nobody else is stepping up, I'm going to drop 50. If I need to pass the ball because we're not having good ball movement, I'm going to pass the ball. That's so crucial to the Miami. And if they do win, it will be because of that. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. I just hope I, – I just want to see a good series. You know, if the Miami Heat don't, you know, I want them to win the series and everything. But if they don't, I feel like next year – like we talked last podcast, if they get Oladipo or Demar, that's just that's just more success for them. Which I hope that happens, either one of them. But yeah. like I said, free agency is going to be kind of crazy this year, especially the draft because I think this is going to be the. I think every year is going to be interesting with the draft and everything because I keep up with college basketball and everything like that. But this year, I think it's going to be very interesting just to see like with James Wiseman go, Lamelo, and obviously you know Anthony Edwards, but. That's a few months away. So, but let's get into this Michael Porter Williams comment that he met the game for loss, bro. So, did you hear about the? Did you hear his? Uh, yeah, conference? yeah, I saw, I saw it on Twitter. So, I mean, I kind of feel him and everything because the dude has been playing great. He's been playing absolutely great. But at the same time, you can't say that about Jokic because that's basically Jokic's team. You can't say that about Jamal Murray because Jamal Murray, what he did with Donovan Mitchell and everything, you can't say that. It's just like, and if you do say that, don't say it on, don't say it on camera, dude. That's something that you got to keep in the locker room. Like you just yeah. don't say that because that's that's literally like that's literally giving the media leeway to to create some BS and start up some nonsense, and then they create that and stuff, and that gets out, and the whole team and the media is uh, focusing on Michael Porter. That's just I feel like that's an easy way how you get traded, in my yeah. opinion. Uh for the for for the listeners that don't know what he said, explain like what he said uh, in a it was a post game uh conference or post game yeah, I guess conference or whatever. Yeah, he basically said uh he was like, you know, like uh you know, the ball's getting distributed to, you know, Jokic and Murray. He's like, but you know, basically he said it needs to the ball needs to what I took from it, it he said the ball needs to get distributed more to other players, which he was kind of inciting to him. You know? Yeah, yeah. He, so he, I was... he said it. He he said it like in the most politically, in a sneak this way. Yeah, it, like the most politically correct way 
saying like uh, he they, we, they need to focus on getting the other guys more involved. But he's basically saying he needs the ball in his hands as well and, as Jamal and uh, Jokic. And Dame called him out. I don't know if Dame Lillard commented on it, and he was calling him selfish and everything, which, I mean, kind of was. And plus, you got to think about it, man. You're still a rookie. You're still trying to prove your point and everything. Yeah. Not saying that he hasn't, but it's just like, Stay in your lane, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, like if you had if you if you have some years under your belt and everything, and you got the numbers, eh, okay, I can right. see that. But still, at the same time, dude, you're a rookie. This is your first. Well, he got hurt last year, so technically, this is his rookie year, I believe. Yeah, it if is. I'm correct. Yeah, if I'm correct. So it's just like, dude, shut up. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, the because like if it was if it was Kobe saying that, you know. Nobody, it's not even a you know, it's not even a controversy because it's like, yeah, it's Kobe. You got to get this dude the ball. But the like you said, the only problem I have because I get what he was saying because mm-hmm. you know you do have to get other players involved, especially when you know it's not working because they lost that game. You do have to. I get that, but that's something you have in the locker room. That's a that's something you talk to your coach and talk to them about. Talk to figure that out within the locker room. So the only problem I have with it is that he said this in front of the media. Because you know the media, they're taking that, they're running with it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. once you that's take a, that's a That's a story, too, especially during this this time of playoffs, man. They would love to stir up some drama. Right. It stir, and then what does that do? That divides the team. And then, you know, the media tries to create this fake beef between – between yada yada, you know, who such and such and such and such, and then next thing you know, the team's divided. Because when you say it to the media and not to the players' face, which I don't know if he had said this both to them or not, but basically it's kind of like saying stuff behind their back because he's saying it to the media and not to the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it just I get what he was saying, and yeah, you gotta get other people involved, but. There's just a better way to go about, you know, go about doing it. There's just a better way to do it than to just. Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be this equivalent of him tweeting that without talking to his team. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm not going, I'm not going to knock him or anything. He's been playing great. Yeah. Because the the next game he hit the the game winner. The game winning three. And then he had a crucial block at the end too. That uh, I think that would have saved them. So they listened to him, I guess. It works. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, but just don't do it no more, buddy. Like, oh, but I'm saying, hey, this is the only thing I'm saying. Game seven, if the Nuggets beat the Clippers, oh, that is going to stir. Do you think Do you think that whole PG and Kawhi thing, do you think they're going to have to separate, or do you think they're going to? No, gonna, man, this is their first so? year. You don't think so? It's I mean, their dude, first that's, year. You can't you do think, that. You got to think about getting knocked out by the Nuggets. Well, obviously they're not going to split up, but like they're definitely going to make some changes with the roster, like for sure. Bro, if they get if as they can do whatever change to the roster they want, but they got to keep PG and Kawhi together because they're still working on chemistry. Just like uh, when LeBron went to Miami, they didn't win that first year, and That's you had Bosh, uh, LeBron, and D Wade. They didn't. They you know they didn't freak out after one year, and then who who did they get beat by? The Mavs. The Mavs but have the thing, one superstar, not even three. About you, you get knocked out in the semifinals of the Western Conference, bro. That's no, such I, a big L. That I is get, such a I L. I get that, but it's their first year. Now, if this is three or four years down the road, okay, yeah, you got a problem. 
because you're talking about a stacked team. But your first year together, no, you can't freak out over that. Not one bro. Maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe they shouldn't split up. But that's just that that's that that's gonna hurt them, dude. That's gonna hurt them getting knocked out in the semifinals by the Nuggets. And they were literally had like they had the they had like the whole like thing, you know, Western Conference finals and everything's gonna be like the quote unquote NBA finals and stuff. Like Oh yeah. I mean, and they were up three one. So the Nuggets, they're about to they're trying to come back from not only being down three one, but being down three one twice in the same playoff run. Yeah. Ah, them Nuggets, boy, can't sleep on now, them. Now, could you imagine this? Nuggets beat Clippers, right? Then Game Nuggets Lakers. play Lakers. Nuggets beat Lakers. Heat beat Celtics. Nuggets, Celtics, or Nuggets, uh, Heat, NBA Finals. How that would be the most wildest thing. And what? you know what? And you know, you know what I come back to is because of the bubble. There's no fans. Oh, that's literally gonna be the excuse for everybody. Oh, it was the bubble. I mean, bro, you gotta think about it. You it's a different atmosphere when No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I know people sure. are gonna use that as a thing, but like, dude, you gotta think about it. nobody in the stands. You just hooping, nobody's yelling at you, you just out there just playing, dude. It's pickup so, ball, basically. Yeah, with refs. <laughs> But that would be – I don't think anybody would have predicted that unless they was smoking crack before the, <laughs> before the bubble. But that would be wild. I don't – I mean, I don't want that to happen. But I would – at this point, you know, the bubble, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Yeah. But, but the thing is – do you think they're going to keep the bubble? Like, okay, let's say, like, if they find a vaccine and stuff for COVID, do you think they're still going to keep the bubble? Oh, no. No, no. If, if, if everything gets back to normal – because they're still losing money not having – fans because those that's tickets equal money so the yeah. moment they can have fans in attendance they're gonna they're gonna go for it that's gonna mess up so many people's scenery of playing dog <laughs> but oh well they'll adjust to it it's an 82 season game so they'll be straight but uh speaking on the N- uh, nba so uh apparently i was watching a bunch of sports uh like sports center and first take yada yada and I guess apparently everybody's already assuming Giannis is winning MVP this year. And so I officially – I have a problem with the MVP award system because MVP stands for most valuable player to their respected team, right? So, like, who's the most valuable player to their respected team in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Which that doesn't mean – who scores the most? Like it's becoming a war based on straight stats. So if you if you put up forty points a game, if you average forty points a game, you know, well, let's not use forty. If you averaging thirty points a game and you're doing all this whatever, that's pretty much all you need to win MVP is to average the most points a game. But that sounds like it needs to be a scoring title. Exactly, like- they need to have a separate scoring title for the person that averages the highest amount of points per game, and then an MVP award. Because just because you're the MVP, that does not mean best player in the league. It means most valuable player. So to their team. Like, for example, if you have a player that, let's say you have a stacked team. Like, they're just stacked. The whole starting five are all-stars. Just stacked, right? And let's say the best player on that team 
like because you know each team has their most valuable player on each team, right? Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. just say team A that's stacked, their their MVP is whoever. Let's just say Bob, right? He's on the stack <laughs> team. Now let's say team B, they're not stacked, but they have one All Star, right? Mm-hmm. And this is Jim. If you're looking at it. The MVP, but let's say these two are in contention for the MVP award for the NBA. Jim should win MVP because without Jim, this team B is trash. Mm -hmm. Let's say Jim by himself gets his team to the playoffs, playoff run. They win their conference, the conference finals. They go to the they go to the NBA finals. He's literally putting this team on his back. He should win MVP because let's say Bob goes down or Bob's not on this team, this team still probably goes to the finals. You know, he's he's valuable, but even without him, this team is still a, a, a finals contention team, right? Mm-hmm. So. I feel that, you. No, no, you know, no, no, no. Said that, you. That's the problem I that. have because it's not set up like that. It should be the most valuable player. To, so, in my personal opinion, I think that the Bucks without Giannis – trash well here here's the thing because it because now that with, with that system it gets it gets tougher because i think lebron is more valuable to the lakers than Giannis is to the bucks because if you really think about it when Giannis think about let's take that one game Giannis didn't play that bucks team that was the best that the bucks had played in a while as far as offensive flow and defense right like that's mm-hmm. the best the team looked. So, but let LeBron not play a game for the Lakers. It's a coin toss. Like you're ooh. Like don't get me wrong. AD is a great player. You know he's a top five player. I get that. But we're talking about an overall team. When you okay okay I feel you. You when see you what say I'm that. saying? Yeah, I feel you when you're saying that because they. I mean they did play. The, I mean the Bucks did play absolutely great without him. No offense to Giannis, but. You do take LeBron out, they will struggle. Right, so when you take he LeBron. does he does do a lot for that team, and his stats say it. I mean, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, I mean, he well, what's he averaging right now? Isn't it like is it twenty something high? high uh, you talking about LeBron? Like, yeah, it's like high twenties with like at least like nine rebounds and like I want to say ballpark six or seven assists, something like that. Maybe? Oh no, he's averaging way more assists. How much? Um, I want to say he's averaging ten, like uh, right around ten Ooh. assists. Ooh, my bad. I didn't mean to disrespect him. Oh, no, look, but... I'm, I'm, uh, let me pull up these stats. Uh, <laughs> so he's averaging twenty five point three points. Okay. He's averaging seven point eight rebounds, ten point two okay. assists. Ooh, so I had that flip flop. So like, wow, ex- exactly. Like he's he's got this. I mean, obviously, your MVP has to be putting up some kind of stats to be valuable, but he's got the stats. Yeah. Because he's shooting almost 50% from the field. What's his blocks? His blocks? Because he had, like, four against Westbrook in that, in that series, in that one game. Uh, He got – he is averaging – It has to be, like, 1.5 or something around no, there. It's only 0.5. Oh, wow. But that's for the wow. – that's for this – that's – 0.5 a game. So that means he's getting pretty much a block, a block. every other game. Cause, okay. Because, you know, he's also playing – he's 
still playing point guard. Yeah, he's exerting a lot of energy. So yeah, I feel that. But um, I mean, I think he's more valuable to the Lakers because I mean, because it sounds bad because I you know people are always like, oh, AD still on the team with the Lakers. You got to think about when AD was with the Pelicans, he couldn't get them on a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Even when he had DeMarcus Cousins. You take away LeBron from that Lakers team, I don't know if they make the playoffs. If they do, we're talking as eight or seven seeded team, in my personal opinion. You take Giannis off the Bucks, I'm you know, I'm pretty confident they still make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're right. But you know they're gonna give it to. But like you, but I think you made a good point. The other podcast, I think they gave him Defensive Player of the Year because they didn't want to give him. Because yeah, because I think they're gonna give it to to LeBron or somebody else. So mm-hmm. I think that's why they did that. But you know he might just end up getting Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. But can that happen though? Has that ever happened? Um. I know there's some people that get multiple awards, but I don't know if anybody's got Defensive Player of the Year and uh, MVP. I'm going to look that up right now. That's interesting. I, I want to know if somebody's had that. But that's just me. Just like, because uh, just like, think about Rookie of the Year. Um, John Moran didn't average more points than, than Zion. John Moran only averaged like 17 points a game. Zion averaged mm-hmm. like 20-something points a game. But rookie of the year is basically MVP for rookie. Mm-hmm. Basically. Like, that's that's kind of how they look at it. Yeah. But you got to take into fact, too, John was hurt the whole – most of the yeah. year. All, yeah, and obviously. Every, yeah. You got you to gotta put that in there, too. So and that they, makes they also play different positions. So your point guards – because he's more of a true point guard, so he's not the type of point. He's not like a James Harden where he's dropping 40 points a game. Mm-hmm. So He's out there. He's he's, really, he's out there doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. He's getting boards. He's just passing the ball, transition, floor general. Dunking on your center. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Did you find it yet? No, nah, I haven't found it yet. I don't think there. I don't think there has been one, to be honest. All right. But if Giannis does, that's going to be crazy, and there's going to be a lot of people. You already know Twitter's going to blow up and everything. Just saying, just dogging him, saying LeBron should win it. So, when when, when are they announcing it? Do you know? Uh oh, I have no idea. I I have no idea. Ooh, well, this could get spicy real quick. <laughs> I'm about to find out. But if he does win it, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of Giannis. I'm not a Giannis hater, so I'm gonna be happy for him that he won it. But in my personal opinion, honestly, besides maybe Steph and Russell Westbrook, I think LeBron should have been the MVP multiple times by now since, yeah. since he's been in the league. But uh, I don't even how many has, has he only ha- does he only have one? No, he's a four. He's I'm tripping. He's a four time MVP. But out of his seven out of his seventeen years, I think he's he should have more than four. Especially when he went on that run eight years in a row going to the finals. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like that. If that's not valuable, I don't know. No, what then is. I don't know what it is. And then, <laughs> and then the moment he left Cleveland, they finished last. Uh huh. As soon as he NBA. left, they were in that rebuilding year. Soon as he the left, the moment rebuilding. he left, 
And what? <laughs> and then the moment he left, I think uh, one of the coaches, somebody in the administration, was like, because they they drafted Kyrie the the year after he left, and they said Kyrie will have a ring at Cleveland before LeBron will. LeBron said, "Hold my beer," and went on and won <laughs> two in Miami. Said, "Okay, uh-huh. bet." Then he's like, "You know what?" Since I'm, I'm gonna help y'all out, right? Since I love Cleveland so much, this is my city. Screw y'all. I'm gonna go back to Cleveland, win one there, and then I'm gonna dip out to LA so I can see my family. And then I'm gonna win one there, <laughs> right? So if that's not valuable, that's literally the definition of the most valuable player is he can go to a team, get them a ring, and then you know help them out, and then go to the next team that he's trying to help out. I feel like LeBron is one of those players you can really put him on any team and they will make the playoffs. I'm not saying they'll they'll win the whole thing, oh, but for will sure. make him a playoff team. You can put him on the Knicks, they'll be in the playoffs next year. <laughs> and the Knicks organization fan base would love him. <laughs> love him to death because right now they are in shambles. So I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's willing nah, to do that though. But no, I don't know. I know he's not. I hope he's not. But for real, for real. All right, moving on to um, uh, have you seen the Call of Duty Cold the Call of Duty Cold War trailer release? I have not, my friend. Put me on. It looks so fire because it's the this is the Black Ops Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, or is it Black Ops Cold War? Is it just Cold? It's the Black Ops version. So you know how there's the Infinity War and there's Treyarch. Mm-hmm. And one makes like they make the the advanced warfares and the infinity war uh in infinite warfare or whatever, and then you got the black ops. This is the black ops side of the Call of Duty games. It looks mm-hmm. it looks so good. Like I cannot wait. And they're keeping the uh if you're into Warzone, I'm not a fan of Warzone, but like people like love Warzone. They're keeping Warzone in it, but they're just gonna have a different style of the online play so i'm looking so forward to that and the game drops november 3rd or november 13th uh that's my birthday so if we might want to get it for me i greatly appreciate you bro but you know what's interesting so earlier they were taught there was rumors that they're not gonna that the next time they drop a call of duty game it was gonna be when the playstation 5 drops right mm-hmm. but you know, this is and people are, ex- are expecting the PlayStation Five to drop around Thanksgiving or around Christmas. Mm-hmm. But November thirteenth is kind of early if you're expecting it to drop for the PS Five. So I don't know, and I think the initial rumor is that they're going to drop it with the PS Five and have a Call of Duty Cold War bundle kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So people are starting to speculate that the PS5 is going to drop earlier than we expect, which is two months from, well, two, one less day from two months from today. So it's starting to get, it's good, you know, they, they keep all this stuff. For some reason, Sony keeps all this stuff like secret to the last minute. Mm-hmm. But it's getting interesting because, you know, I'm ready for this PS5. I've been ready for this PS5 for like... The oh, past. same here. I've been having my PS4 since I graduated high school, so I'm ready yeah. for a new system and all that. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, like we talked yesterday, I think I'm gonna hold off because you know, the first generation systems kind of they 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 kind of mess up and stuff uh, and all that, so I think I'm gonna hold off until like you know they make another one, like the, plus, if they make like a PS5 Pro or something, yeah, something like that, or they come out of the second generation because you know they'll drop a first one and then 
Like the gigabytes not might not be that big, and then the second one might be like a little bit bigger. Oh wait, so. my I'm... friend, wait, wait, my friend. So the oh, PS5 is completely custom. So I don't. Know. It's customized. It's customizable. Well, this is what I've heard. I don't. I I didn't fact fact check any of this stuff, so I don't know how reliable it is. But from the person that told me is an avid video gamer, so it's a reliable source. But there's gonna be so you know the biggest problem with PS5 is the price point. And so mm-hmm. with the tech, so it's like, this supposed to be like next level gaming, right? Like next generation gaming. And so the technology in these video games, they're basically like compact supercomputers for the, like pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so um, the, the, the rumor, they've been speculating the price point based on like the technology. Cause they've already done like the, the, like the release of what it looks like. And they have those on conferences where they explain like how fat, how much faster it is, yada, yada, yada. And they were estimating based on the technology that's in it and based on like the processing system that the price point is like is like seven hundred dollars, right? And people are like, oh my Ooh. god, it's ridiculous. But wait, there's different, there's gonna be different customizable versions, kind of like how Apple has, like, you know, they have the the iPhone 12, they got the 12 Pro, they got the 12 XL, they got you know what I'm saying, they got the different versions of the same 12. The PlayStation mm-hmm. is supposedly gonna have like the cheapest price point is like the base model where it's, I think the base model is like one terabyte minimum of, of get of uh, memory stores, which is a terabyte now, which is, you know, substantial. And then it's like, it's got all the bare minimum, but then you can get like two terabytes is like the next price point. And then it goes up to like four or five terabytes of storage. And for like your, and then it's got like the, the, the premium where it's got all of the fastest stuff with the, the, the interactive controller, like these fancy headphones, yada, yada, yada. But apparently there's supposed to be like multiple price points for this type of PlayStation. Because I know the Xbox has like a XS series, which is like uh-huh. a smaller, cheaper version to the 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 larger, I think, X. I don't remember the names, but like I know they come, they already came out with two different series. One's cheaper. I think one of them is like, like dummy cheap. Um, that's crazy. But the thing about me, I only play like 2K. Anything made by Rockstar, I will buy. 2K, uh, what's it called? I might dabble it back in the Madden. I'm really not a football dude, but I'll buy it just to have it. And then, uh, what's it called? I already said 2K. What else? 2K. Uh, yeah, that's really only games I really play. So I don't really need nothing. Much bigger, and then obviously you know Netflix, Hulu, and all that. So, yeah, then I mean, you know. yeah, then that that's why they're doing that for the people that play like 30, 40 different games. They're gonna want the bigger one, but for people like you know me and you, I only play two or three different games, so I don't need that much storage. And I'm really I don't play that many video. Like I don't game that hard. I maybe game just on the weekends, like maybe one day or something. Yeah, like that. if you have the time. Yeah, facts. To be but honest. here's another interesting thing. So you know. How, Xbox and PlayStation are always competing against each other. Healthy competition. You know, it brings the best out of both of them. But Xbox did a move that's going to benefit both Xbox and PlayStation. So, I so you know, the smaller series for Xbox that I was talking about, guess the price point on it. How much? $299. Like that's, su- you know, super cheap, right? Uh-huh. $299 for, you know, next-gen, X- uh, the next-gen Xbox series is only $299. So now PlayStation, if they want to beat out Xbox, they have they to beat or match prices. that price point with their smaller series. So I think 
I think PlayStation, because you know PlayStation when they first came out, they're like four ninety nine or three ninety nine or whatever like that, mm-hmm. and that wasn't even ne- that was you know PlayStation four. We're talking about next gen supercomputers. So, to me, I think Xbox or PlayStation is gonna match two ninety nine, or they won't be that far off for their base model. That I can I can deal with. Oh, that I can, price for it. I can sell my PS4 and Xbox with all the little stuff that I got and still have some money left over. Exactly. To be honest, so I ain't even. Hey, Sony, you better you better do something. <laughs> You're gonna lose some customers. Right. Ain't nobody <laughs> gonna spend seven hundred on a PlayStation. I, if, if PlayStation seven hundred, I'm switching to Xbox and. I am anti Xbox. Like I, re- mm. I refuse to play on an Xbox, but I will switch if they talk about seven hundred for a PS Five. See, the only reason why I got my Xbox because who I was living with back in chat, they all had Xboxes, and I was just like, you know what? And I got a good deal on it, so I was like, why not? But bro, I got an did... Xbox three sixty for free. Haven't touched it. <laughs> <laughs> haven't touched it. <laughs> Man. You just hate it that much. You just a PS. Well, it's not. The, it's not that I hate it. It's I like the controllers better. I think it's a better system. I think it's a better computer. I already have a ton of PlayStation games, and uh, so like, there's no point in me and the people I play with that I game with. The majority I do have friends that are on Xbox that I play with, but you know we're playing Call of Duty, so it, it doesn't matter. But yeah. the people I avidly play video games with on PlayStation. They have PlayStations. So, you know, buying a game for my Xbox would be a waste of money because, one, I would be buying a game I'm already playing on PlayStation because I don't play that many games. It's Call of Duty, it is GTA, and it is Xeno, Dragon, Ball, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. But so, mm-hmm. Out of those three games, that's it. So I would be buying those three games on Xbox to not play with nobody. You know what I'm saying? So... It's not that yeah. I hate it, it's just not convenient for me. Yeah, I, I figured that out when I got the two systems. I'm just like, you know, bro, this is not even this is not even cost friendly right now. So yeah, I'm gonna go back to one system and that's probably gonna be the PS five. Well, most likely. So sorry for the Xbox friends that I got out there, but gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> but you gotta uh, protect the wallet. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> oh. So let's dabble into this uh music section, bro. So one of my favorite favorite artist groups, ASAP Mob, bro. They got rid of ASAP Fur, bro. Bro, uh, I have have they even been? Uh, so you know me, I, I'm not on the ASAP train at all. Well, I was a huge. So, a, well, I found out ASAP Rocky, and I always rock with him. And then I found out he had like a little group and everything. It really wasn't. I mean, there's only like maybe. Well, it was Ferg, him, ASAP Ant. Uh, Who's the other dude? ASAP Yams. ASAP Yams that passed away. Of, I've only I've only known of ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky. That's it. There's ASAP Am uh Ant and then you know Yams obviously passed away. R.I.P. Like I, ooh, I want to say like six years ago, seven years ago. Some some crazy like that. But anyways, I heard about it. So I had to, you know, look up, you know, different things and stuff. I went to DJ Academics, which he's a dude that commentates on literally everything in the music industry and ha- I don't know how he had like the most valid not valid facts but close to valid facts and everything but basically some dude in ASAP mom basically say Fergie is not ASAP no more he said sorry guys and he said that dude is burnt out his songs are dumb trash and he's like he can't get a hit record just all this stuff just bad mouthing him definitely 
and then uh obviously he said uh this is where i think it comes into like money situations and everything and him kind of being like weird or like whatever beef they had basically said if you support the mob from day one you know you you would know that uh ferg was low-key a snake and he ain't had no purpose in the whole like music group and everything and then he said uh dude literally been brainwashing people and trying to steal people's like you know records ideas and stuff he said basically he's not a loyal dude and i'm just like wow like the dude that's basically under asap rocky that's like the next man in line is doing all this i was so shocked i was so shocked but once again you know you don't know really what's going on until you know you have multiple people coming out and saying somewhat similar stories and stuff but that's I don't know, man. And that's the thing, too, I want to talk about with music groups. Why do you think music groups fall off like that? Do you think it's just because, like, for Migos, for uh, for example, like, Quavo's obviously, like, the head honcho of the, the crew. He's the one that gets the spotlight. Do you think it, it becomes because of that? Or do you think it just becomes, like, people get jealous, obviously, and they just want to do their own thing or think they can be better than that person? Um, I don't know. I feel like it depends on the group because, you know, like, you know, Migos, like... They're cousins, they're family. Yeah, like, they're, yeah, they're family. So I feel like it don't matter who's in the spotlight. As long as they all eating, it don't mm-hmm. really matter. Because, you know, the media is... I feel like the media is the one that kind of determines who becomes the, the spotlight. So, you know, the media is all over Quavo. You know, Offset, like, they all get their shine at different spots. And, you know, mm-hmm. most people, when you think of Migos, you think Quavo or whatever, but... I feel like to them, as long as they all eating and they like looking out for each other, they they straight. That's why I feel like they lasted. They've lasted so long to this point. Okay. I hope they continue to to let to to make it. But like, think about um Ray Shrimmer. Are, are they are they are they fell off? They broke up. I mean, I haven't heard no duo or no tape or anything. But like, you know, them. that's the thing with the group. I don't think you know. Yeah, that's how they made it big. I still, but I think it's more like they're their own. They're like a mini record People. label. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, they they do the group thing. And once they make it big, they do their own things. But they still boys. They still Ray Trummer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like they have to be on every single song with each other for the rest of their career. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like the group dynamic is weird. Because think about uh, y- YMCMB or Young Money, right? Lil mm-hmm. Wayne, Birdman, right? Brought in Lil Wayne. Yeah, record labels, so I feel like the Aesop Mob is like the record label, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like when that, it comes down to money because have you heard stories with record labels? Like, you don't make if you're a big name artist, you for you don't really make money. Because mm-hmm. like they gotta take their percentage. The record label gotta right. take percentage of like the, the records you sell so the so, what, so people that don't know how record labels work is let's say you have a record label and they have a bunch of artists under them. Well, the way the record label works is to help people that maybe not not as big get big, and it, the big people that are big they help the group. So, like uh, for example, let's say you have an artist and he's making hit late, like hit albums. Yeah, yeah. The he doesn't see a lot of that money. That money gets distributed into the group, and everybody gets a piece of that pie. Everybody gets paid from that album. And so and so people that are on the come up, it's good for them because their album might not do as well, but they're still getting checks. But people that are doing great, that's why you see people like Lil Wayne was trying to get out of his, Lil Uzi Burke was trying to get out of his because they're only seeing like 
10, 15, 20% of what they, of what their albums sold. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I feel and record labels too. They promote them too. Like, I don't right. know how, but like they promote them too. So that's a lot of money going into right. it. Right. And then they and do all get that return on that. Yeah. They do the music videos. They do the, your travel, like all this stuff. They pay for a lot. Um, they pay for a lot of, pa- out of pocket. So when you make it big, they siphon off that money. And that's why, that's why I like Chance the Rapper so much because he doesn't want to be a part of record label. He wants to be independent. So when he sells music, you know, aside from taxes or maybe like fees up front, but for the most part, he's copping, all that. he's copping that. That's his money because ain't nobody doing it for him. He's doing it for himself. He control it. He can control his content because in record labels, you know, they decide what goes on an album. They decide when you drop the album, when you sign a contract, it might be a six album contract. And what they'll do is they'll blackball you to where, oh, they know you're trying to get out. Like, oh, as soon as my last. So let's say you're on your last album. And you're, they know you're trying to get out. Like, when you drop that last album to finish your contract, you're done. What they'll do is they'll hold it. Like, no, you can't drop your album yet. And then they'll, that's kind of, that's why for Lil Wayne, there's like, no, you can't drop this album yet because we know you're going to leave. So they just hold you, hold you. Next thing you know, you're, you're, you know, that's why Lil Wayne tried to drop an album. They turned into a mixtape because that would have been his last album to get out. But they're like, no, nah, you're not going to leave. We're going to use, hard. we're going to use your name and likeness. To help our, to help our record label th- kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much business and in- aspect into which I'm like just talking, having re- even answered your question. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I feel like there's so much business into it. I feel like a lot of a lot of groups fall off because the record label is just dismantling the group itself. Like with the ASAP Ferg, I feel like. You know, he said he was doing some shady stuff, but it probably started because he, you know, we haven't heard a kid song from ASAP Ferg. I don't know when. Since high school. Right, high school. So, obviously, he fell off, per, like, performance-wise. It's like a business, like football or basketball. If you're not performing, you got to go. Especially, like, yeah. you know, it's it's a business. Yeah, y'all boys, but when you become a group like that, it becomes a business. If you're not performing, you got to go. Well, to prevent him from going, he's probably trying to, you know, make a hit quick or do it, you know, cut corners and take the easy way out and try to copy some, you know, I don't know what he did, but from, you know, what you said, it sounded like he was trying to do something to, to cheat so he could, mm-hmm. you know, stay in the group or whatever. But that's where I feel like a lot of groups fall off is just the business aspect becomes too much. And it's just better to go y'all separate ways than to try to figure it out as a group. That's what I feel like on the outside looking in. <laughs> I feel like too he wasn't having no money in his pocket, so he's thinking of a quick like scheme or come right. up to get something. So yeah, I mean that could be that could be a possibility. But like I said, man, like it's just weird. Just very weird. Guess we won't get be getting no more uh, cozy tapes from ASAP Ferg anymore. So I, I guess not. I guess not. You down to the socks. <laughs> like I'm Biggie Popper. Right, dude. Hey, 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 side note. Did you know that came out our senior year? Because they were playing that during the basketball warm-ups. That's how old that junk is. That is old. That, that is old. <laughs> what, six years ago, right? 2020. Yep, six years, yeah. Damn. Has it been six years already? Bro, it don't feel like it. I remember vivid things back in high school, bro. I swear, like, vivid, like, like, like it happened last year. 
Yes, dude. Like, it's crazy, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about that. That's wild. Oh, my. We were 18. I'm going on 25, bro. That is – oh, man. I'm going to be 30 real quick in the blink of an eye. Right, before you know Jeez. it. Yeah. But, all right, man. Find us. I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday when you were telling about your bike experience. So, for the people out there, you know, I've been getting into working out and everything. I really enjoy it. It's just something to, you know, keep me busy, keep my mind off of stuff, and obviously, you know, just be better health-wise and, you know, eating better. So, I'm a skinny dude. I'm 6'4". I really, I weigh behind, like, between, like, right now, like, 187 to like I bounce around a lot from like 187 to like 195 I don't know why I maybe just because I'm not eating eating the same stuff every day and stuff but for a skinny dude like myself finest this is a question for you you t- you gave me a little because I asked you about you know some supplements and everything yesterday what are some good supplements that you think that is good for somebody with my uh body type and everything like that this is a question for you know same dudes that have the same body type as me that listen to this podcast. So, yeah, obviously the number one supplement is protein, protein powder. That's like, you know, without protein, you can't gain muscle. So I would say. What, what type of protein though? Whey? See, that's, or... that's where it gets tricky. So mm-hmm. um, it depends what you're trying to do and how dedicated you are. Like if you're trying to put on lean muscle mass, like, as soon as possible, as quick as possible, without taking steroids, you want to <laughs> use a combination of whey protein and casein or casein. Some people say casein. I say casein. Um, whey doesn't protein. casein like doesn't it like it digests at nighttime or something well, like that? Or it's it digests slow. It's a slow digesting oh. uh, protein. So whey protein, it's fast, especially whey isolate. It basically takes off. You know, to, to make it as simple as possible, it takes out everything that makes it a slow digest. To it takes out all the stuff that takes a while to, to digest, and it basically makes it a fast digesting protein. Because it's something you would take right before or right after workout, because you want that in your body quick, right? Mm-hmm. That's what your waste for. It's like a before or after. Your casein is what you would take before bed. So as you sleep. Your body is still digesting that protein, and it's con- it's basically being released into your body overnight, right? Because mm-hmm. the biggest, like, the problem I had uh, with gaining weight is I, you know, I would have to, eat, you know, my metabolism so fast, and you know, the type of build, the type of build I have, I have to con- to gain any kind of weight. I have to constantly be eating. I can't go, you know. Uh, and my the nutritionist at Mizzou when I was playing ball there, they used to say, especially for the weight gain guys, they used to say, if you ever get to the point where your stomach's growling, it's too late. You've already took an L for the day because you want to take you want to take a dub every day. A dub is when you eat like you're supposed to eat. You eat on your schedule and you you follow your schedule, right? And you and the schedule set up to where you don't go hungry, quote unquote hungry during the day, right? So if you mm. ever get to the point where you're hungry or stomach's growling, you took an L for the day. It doesn't matter what you eat. The rest of the day, you took an L already. Because there's it's, it's I can get into it later, but there's like a bunch of signs to why stomach growling is a bad sign. But that's why you want to – so that's the problem I had. So overnight, you know, you go eight hours without eating. If you sleep for eight hours, you go eight hours without eating. That's why breakfast is called breakfast because you're breaking the fast of the night that you slept. You're breaking it. 
So that was my problem. So at, there was a point where I would literally set an alarm in the middle of the night to wake up and drink a shake and then go back to sleep. So what you can do is you can make a casein protein shake, drink that, and you'll be fine when you're asleep. Because you know, obviously when you're asleep, you, that's when you burn the least amount of calories. So that's what your case is for. So those mm. are like the two, two. Now that's if you're like, you know, that's extreme. Like you're taking both of them. You're taking shake way before, way after, and then casein right before bed. That's like extreme. You know, if you're just trying to gain muscle mass, but if you're not in any hurry to, then weight isolate is always a safe bet. Um, that's what I use. I don't use casein. I just use whey protein and I just do, um, sometimes I'm, you know, some, depending on the phase, sometimes I'm two shakes a week or two shakes a day. Sometimes I'll go three shakes a day, but whey protein isolate, especially isolate is the, the best kind is like what I would strongly recommend just, you know, across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was listening to, uh, your podcast with Grant, because you know he was working at GNC. I don't know if he's working there anymore, but you or know, he su- kind of su- put... supplement, uh, supplement superstore. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that just to get a little bit more, you know, information and all that. Great podcast, by the way. Great podcast. Shout out oh, to Grant too. I hope he's doing well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, that was a so that that was a uh, another thing from that talk that I was gonna that uh, I want to because I had saved some of this stuff for this podcast when we were talking because I saw it was on the uh, notes. Mm-hmm. But number two, number two is creatine. Number three, uh, what we had talked about in the podcast with Grant, which guys, by the way, if this interests you, you should check that podcast out on my channel, uh, is a, a post-workout glucose. So after that podcast, I did some research and I found a glucose that is what he was talking about. And I've been taking that and I love it. And I've actually, I've actually gained some weight myself since taking it. And, you know, I can feel, I feel better because it helps with energy because, you know, it's glucose, it's a sugar, it's a type of sugar. But uh, there's this glucose, it's called dextrose. Um, I might, I'll send you a link to my, to the, to the Amazon link. Cause I get off Amazon from this brand that I, I, my subway brand that I get from, but it's called dextrose. And basically when you get done working out, to a good way to get muscle growth going is you want to increase your insulin levels because your insulin levels help induce protein synthesis, which is the is when your body builds muscle. And so to get your insulin level insulin levels up, you want a, a type of uh, glucose after your workout. Now I'm not talking table sugar, but, <laughs> but I'm talking this, this type of glu- uh, glucose is it's a, it's a fast digesting glucose. So like it, it I believe I'm trying to remember what Grant said. I believe it. Uh, usually, the stuff gets processed through your liver, but when you take this glucose, it it bypasses that and it goes straight into your muscles, um, straight to your muscles. So that's why I've been taking it, and it basically feeds your muscles right after a workout. So whey protein or casein, but some type of protein powder. Um, if you're a male, I strongly suggest staying away from soy protein. Because soy gets digested into a type of estrogen, which is not good for men. Um, and it's not as effective. It's it's like, I mean, it's really wasting your money. Um, there are good plant-based stuff out there, but I would stay away from soy-based uh, protein powder, especially for males. Anyway, protein, protein uh, 
glucose, a post-workout glucose. And the last thing I recommend is called HMB. Calvin. Yes, sir. HMB is like the secret sauce. So all the stuff I named, I use like, like currently. I'm all, if you I, don't know, fine is this man is slow, bro. Just let put that two cents out there. But look, I used to I used to be skinny. I used to be I used to be skinny, but I just started working out. The like the moment I could drive to Independence, the moment I could drive to Independence myself, you know me. Shout out to Ken Katzman, like me, Ken, and a, a couple other people. We were we would work out every morning before school started. Cause I just wanted to get swole. Cause you know, when you're skinny playing football, you get out there getting thrown around. I ain't trying to go out like that. So the <laughs> moment the ever, ever since I could do that, I worked out every day for, for three years in high school before school started, just, just in the gym. And so, uh, what was the last thing I said? Uh, H and B is a secret sauce, right? So here's how H and B works. This is why I love it. One, uh, remember I said, uh, I take stuff that helps me prevent being sore. HMB yeah. is one of those things that helps me not be sore. So you know how to build muscle when you work out, you break muscles down, right? And then the mm-hmm. muscle fibers get broken down. And then when they repair themselves, they come back stronger, bigger and stronger. And that's how you build muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the way HMB works, it, it prevents the breakdown. of. And so when your muscle fibers break down, lactic acid fills the, the gaps in the muscle fibers. And that's how you get sore, right? So H and B prevents the breakdown of muscle fibers from working out, but it still promotes protein synthesis. So basically, it pre- now it doesn't completely. I'm not. It doesn't completely stop the breakdown of muscles. So you know, if you get on it and you work out for the first time in years, you're still going to be sore. It's just not going to be as bad. Mm-hmm. But. Once you're, I've been, I mean, I've been on H and B for, a, I don't cycle any of my stuff. I've done the research. I've found evidence that all this stuff is safe to not cycle because it's all nat, it's all stuff found nat and natural. It's all naturally found stuff. So like creatine, creatine's in red meat. If you eat red meat, you, you take in creatine. People think creatine is like some kind of steroid. If you eat red meat at all, you intake in creatine, your body produces creatine. So it's not like a, a foreign substance, but anyway. So it prevents. So, so with H and B, you're also able to go a hundred percent every single day because your muscle fibers aren't being torn down to the extent of being sore. So since I've been on it for two years, like I went bike riding, I wasn't sore even though it's the first time I biked, and and since middle school, it's the first time I biked like seriously since middle school, I wasn't really sore because I've been on it for so long. My muscle fibers didn't break down to that extent. And so that means that's why I can lit. That's why I train six to seven days a week because I can go hard every day because I'm almost never sore because my muscle fibers stay intact, but I'm still able to grow muscles because of the way H and B works. So that mm-hmm. is the secret sauce. That combination of all stuff I've said that I currently take, I wouldn't suggest stuff that I would take myself unless you know people are talking about burning fat. I suggest fat burning stuff, but I don't need to burn fat. But you you get what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Like that's though you can never go, you can't go wrong with that. Those that stuff for for just gaining muscle mass. Cool, 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 cool. That was so, a, that was a long 
answer to your no, question. but but you but but I'm glad you did go into it because you really put me on to what well, you're talking about creatine, the way the the protein I didn't really know because I thought it's just whey protein. I, I knew they had different effects, but I didn't know like it went that in depth and everything. Yeah, especially especially the the point where you said your stomach start growing, you taking an L. God knows how many times that's happened to me. Yeah, before, right. So. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So that's why, like, I'd be scheduling my meals. So, like, you know that point where you're like, I'm not really hungry, but I'll probably be hungry in, like, 30 minutes? You should go ahead and eat. Yeah, that's when I'm like, all right, it's about time to start eating. So, like, and then when you when you get an eating schedule, you, the body's so amazing. When you get an eating, eating schedule and you start eating at a certain time every day, well, your body gets used to that, so – during so let's say for some reason one day you're off schedule let's say you always eat a certain meal at two two p two o'clock in the afternoon every day let's say mm-hmm. on a weekend you know your 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 day's a weird day at two o'clock you're gonna be ready to eat because your body's used to eating at two o'clock at that time yeah yeah and so the that's why getting on a, a strict schedule is kind of hard um the first week but once your body gets used to it you're gonna be like you know you'll find yourself like oh it's time to eat and you're not even looking at a clock because your body, you know what I'm saying, you get used to it. Mm-hmm. But that's fact. That's fact. Always like explaining why I take things so people just know. You know, I don't like to say, oh, yeah, take protein. It's like, okay, you well, explain why? why and, yeah. Yeah. Like, why, which one and why kind of thing. So, oh, and creatine's also been, studies have been shown that creatine is also good for cognitive function. So, uh, people, there's people out there, you know, some people take creatine and they don't even work out. It's just to help for their mental state. Yeah, I'm going to need to get on that. I'm going to need to get on that, especially. I need to get on that for real, for real. So what's next? What's next? Well, what uh, else we got on the itinerary? I think we got we got our lunch table questions. How many you got? I have two solid ones. Um, you know, okay. I might I got come one. up with a third one, but I just got two. I got, I got, I got. And I got one for sure. The other one I might just say for uh as you know, no, we're gonna we're gonna go into two. We're gonna go into two. You wanna go first or you want me to go first? I'll do my two first. I bet. I'm gonna start off with okay. Would you rather be five foot flat but can sing your ass off? Like you can sing so good, like the best vocalist, acoustic singer in the world. Or Mm be six foot eight but you you're you can't you're not athletic you can't play sports <laughs> you can't do anything you're just six foot eight no that's a waste of height i'm cool with the five foot five I'm foot flat the... yeah dude that's i'm short. going five foot i'm going five dude you be okay this picture you be a six eight and people coming up to you oh you should play basketball right no no, <laughs> no. Ah, see i don't know because like you've seen kevin hart and cat williams right Right, like if you stood next to them, you'd make them look tall. That's how short five foot flat. Because Kevin Hart is still six inches taller than five foot flat. Like that is short, my man. Oh, you do make a good point. You do make. What you say? If I was six eight, what was the thing? I'm not athletic. I'm not like you can't sing. You can't dance. You're not athletic. Like you're just tall, but you don't. You don't do. You're not good at anything that would involve your height and singing or dancing. Like you could still be a good car salesman or a good teacher or whatever, but anything involving your height, you're not good at. I mean, I can't go out to the clubs then, bro. That's oh, that's lame. The clubs. Oh, you said oh, I mean, a day. Like, 
Like, no, you you could do like casual, like dancing, cool, like oh. you, you're not like a like a like a dancer, dancer. Like you can't make money off of it. Like oh, like a yeah. I'll be six, oh, too. I thought you meant just like you can't even like, go no to like rhythm. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. I was just like, oh no. No, I'll give you, I'll give you the rhythm. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm six eight. I'm six eight. <laughs> I'm six eight. I said I take that back. I don't be. I'm not five foot flat. I'm six eight. <laughs> oh man, what you picking? Six eight two? Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, now what if that's four inches away? That's four inches away from me. Now what if you were, that's eight inches, uh, from me? But well, I guess that I'm closer to that than five foot flat. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> but uh, now what if you were five foot flat? But you were a uh, celebrity because of your, you were a celebrity artist, like singing, and you made like millions a year, like a, a, a like a let's say a B list celebrity, five foot flat from singing, and the six foot A is still the same as before. Oh, see that's the thing, dude. I've always been tall my whole life. Actually, no, I haven't been tall. My, well, I've always been bigger than the every kid, so I guess you could say I've been tall. I don't know, dude. That's hard. That's hard, man. That's hard, dude. Ten million. Ten million a year. One mil. One mil a year. Yeah. I'm still picking six eight. <laughs> Over one mil a year. I'm thinking, yeah, bro. I'm thinking six eight, dude. I don't want to know what it feels to be small, to be honest. Uh, to be honest, I just can't. I just can't. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm probably still sticking with the six foot eight. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Because then imagine no. you like the dating scene is probably rough at five foot flat, bro. Like dummy, <laughs> like, you're either you either have to find a chick that doesn't care that you're five foot flat, which is probably a rarity in nowadays, or you'd have to your chick your your girl would be either four eleven at the tallest. <laughs> okay, I guess maybe you you could be okay if she was also. Five foot flat at the tallest, but then you can kiss D one babies goodbye. You can kiss, you can kiss athlete kids goodbye for sure. Yeah, unless, unless they're well, I guess they could be jockeys or like uh, I don't think NASCAR drivers are very big, but still five foot flat. They'd have to at least break five two. I uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still with the six eight man. I, I can't I can't do that five foot stuff. <laughs> I'm, no offense to people that are five foot, but I tell me I can't do it. I just can't. <laughs> All right, my last one. If you could only eat one category of food, what would it be? Like what, like category like like uh, uh like like uh, uh like barbecue uh pasta pizza. Um, like like an umbrella category, not like chicken or beef, but like like no fish or anything like that. Like like seafood would count as a type of a category of food. You see what I'm saying? Like the bigger umbrella of category of food. Oh, I'm picking seafood. You picking seafood? Yes, dude. I love seafood. Shrimp. Oh, that's your favorite. That's your favorite kind of food. Yes, yes. I I didn't know that. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I'm going barbecue. Barbecue is my favorite kind of food. Okay. Okay, I gotta ask you this. You had a post on Instagram. What was it? You said who had the better uh, barbecue, Memphis or Nashville? Oh said, yeah. <laughs> well, you said you said Nashville. Bro, I know I said, people were I, sick. I said, I said, I said if you think 
if you honestly think Nashville or Memphis's barbecue is better than Nashville, you just don't you you just you just don't know. You just don't know what you don't know. Okay, so, it, what, what's the place to go to in Nashville, bro? Look, <laughs> uh, see, I wish you'd asked me this when I had made that because I had made a whole list of barbecue mm-hmm. restaurants to go to in Nashville, and I, I don't have that list anymore because I don't remember all the names. Um, and then you know, bunch you know, a bunch of it like mom and pop shops, like they're not like big chain restaurants. They're a bunch of like uh mom and pop restaurants or like little like local restaurants. So like I don't like be, Hattie B's. Yeah, like I don't be remembering the names, but I'm a, I, I can make the list and send it to you. But look, here's the thing. Now don't get me wrong, because then I got you know I got uh, I went to um I went to University of Missouri, so I got a lot of friends from KC, and you know KC barbecue is KC is also known for barbecue, right? So mm-hmm. here, here's the thing. Memphis is more famous than Nashville for barbecue. It's more famous. More famous does not mean better. I think Nashville's barbecue as a whole, I think their barbecue is better in terms of taste. And I think it's better in terms of like just the actual food. Now, yes, don't get me wrong. Memphis barbecue is good. It's fantastic. I think Nashville's better. It's just not as well known for it. That's all I'm saying. Now, Ooh. KC, it gets tough because I want to say KC's barbecue is better than Memphis. So to me, it goes Nashville, KC, Memphis. But Memphis and KC to me, they flip flop. Because sometimes, uh, sometimes we went to uh, we we got barbecue from. From a restaurant when we went to the uh oh, what bowl was that? The the Academy Bowl, which was in Memphis. That barbecue cow fire. <laughs> like dudes is like you would have thought crack was in this this barbecue. Dudes were fiending over this barbecue. Cause they had like this, they had this honey gold barbecue sauce with these wings. Oh my gosh, it was fire. That actually sounds honey. Anything with honey gold or anything in it, that 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 sparked my interest, to be Bro, honest. Fire. So after I had that, you know, Memphis was obviously above KC. But then if I go to KC and has get some barbecue, because uh, me, uh, I went I went somewhere. I think it was with Kendall, one of my buddies. I went somewhere, got some barbecue. At that time, you know, it bumped up. But I'm telling you, now I, you know, people are gonna like, you know, people are gonna disagree with me today. I die because people are like Nashville. Where's the bar? That's the thing. It's not well known for it, so you got to go looking for. It. You know, Memphis. You go to anybody in Memphis. Like, I need, I need a barbecue spot. They'll tell you, you know, four or five restaurants. Mm-hmm. Nashville. You got to do some digging yourself. But there are some diamonds in the rough in Nashville, bro. <laughs> they don't. They yeah, don't have. That, they they don't have Nashville hot wings for nothing, bro. It's it's it's, it's a it's an indicator. It's like they're trying to tell us something. You just got to go looking. Mhm. I feel that. I feel no, no. I feel that. Maybe, yeah. Get that list together and, and uh, you know send me that because you know I'll, I'll dabble down in Nashville. Look, look. Uh, next time I next time I'm back home, I'm gonna hit you up. We're gonna go to a barbecue place. All right, facts. And we heading up T because I haven't heard from him in a minute. So, yeah, I don't know what T doing, but <laughs> but uh, let me get into mine, bro. So mine are uh, all right. All right, all right. I'm gonna go with mine first one. Do we have control over technology or does technology control us? Mm. 
Mm, I think it switches. I think it starts off with us controlling technology because you obviously we engineer, we make it. Mm-hmm. But once we make it, it controls. It's, all, it's around us. It is yeah, around. It us, literally bro. controls like a like, like a, right now. What what we doing? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Like we literally, but this this podcast channel, these episodes, this this platform is literally hinging on the on from a single app that somebody made, but it literally dictates us. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it literally controls where our where this episode gets distributed, how people get to it, links, um, all of that stuff is literally controlled by this technology. But somebody made this app. Yeah. And just like with uh with Twitter, like I, I was doing a so obviously Twitter was invented by somebody, but like and just social media as a whole, all social media platforms were created by somebody. So we controlled it at one point. It's getting out of this world. Like, I saw that suicide, ever since social media became a big thing, suicide rates among uh, young young adults and kids have gone through the roof because you got cyberbullying. You know, people, all they care about is how many pics and followers, that, how many likes on pictures they get, yeah. how many followers they have. There's people where they're, they literally, their, their fan base or, like, their income is dependent on like influence. Their income is the followers. Like YouTube, people literally make millions of dollars because of the amount of views they get. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a it's a it's a mix and match. Because then again, you all you know, it, yeah. I feel like it, it switches and flops every now and then. Because then obviously you can control people that are in the administrative department of of, uh, of uh, apps and social media, they can also control the content that gets put out there to an extent, but for the majority, for the most part, it's con- it's controlling us. Yeah, that's fact. And like you said, I didn't even the uh, the whole thing of suicide and everything uh, with people, you know, young adults and you know, young kids and everything. I do believe that because you know, you get you get on. I've, let me use my platform, like like my Instagram, my Twitter. I don't have that many followers, or whatever. But you go to like some of these high schoolers, they got like 2,000 followers and stuff. I'd be like, damn, bro, like, sheesh, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's crazy, you know, I'm just like, and like, kids really like dictate who's popular and stuff off of followers. And, and if you, if there's young listeners and stuff, that shit don't make you cool, bro. At the end of the day, it don't matter. It really yeah, it don't matter. It doesn't at all. Because after, because honestly, after you get out of high school, it don't matter. Like, you can't put that on a resume, so why, why care, to be honest? Cause I know some people that were popular in high school, then they ain't nothing right now. So that's just my two cents on that. Uh, and then, and then you got trolls. Like <laughs> you know, you look at celebrities. Like if like a celebrity posts something, I guarantee you, if you go through their comments, it could be them posting saying like, "Have a great day" or like something positive. Go through the comments. People are on there like, "Oh, you you're trash." Like you don't know what happened. Like, Literally for no like you follow this person and all they do is just talking trash and trolling. Somehow somehow they be getting likes off of that, just getting notoriety. I'm like, bro, that's not cool. Like, come on, man. At all. <laughs> that is not cool. But let me get to the second question though. If you had enough money and enough resources and you know people falling behind you to create a foundation, what would that foundation be? Oh, bet. Because I this is actually something I want to do. So I want to create a foundation mm-hmm. that uh, I want it to kind of be like 
a, a versatile foundation. I wanted to do a little bit of everything. So obviously I want to start, I want to give back and turn and like starting. So start off in Winston County and give back in that area. Cause that's where, you know, that's where we grew up. That's mm-hmm. like my childhood and my young adult life, right? That area give back. And then, slowly you know expand to like middle tennessee then tennessee as a whole and start reaching out uh uh nationwide and giving back in like just communities uh donating to other charities but what i really want to get into is is uh connecting or building a uh what's the word move for connecting all of the minority groups to like band together yeah for some, like i noticed it, uh i believe you know, I don't really see this, but apparently in Texas, there's a there's like tension between the Hispanic community and the black community in certain areas. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, why? Like we're both both groups are discriminated against. You know, they call, you know, Mexicans like wet back taking their jobs and talking to them like calling wetbacks and treating them poorly and trying to get them deported and all this stuff. You know, black people, you know, that nothing new there, you know, just treat like animals. It's like, why would we not be on the same team? We all want to, we, you know, we just want the same human rights as the, the majority of the country. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we're, we're, a pit against, we're pitted against each other. Well, I want to, you know, create a, or a foundation that helps the, helps the African-American community, helps the Hispanic community, the Latin American community, the, the Asian community, the, the in, you know, any and all races that aren't white American. I, you know, any all races, the Native American, the Indians, uh, like like India, Indian uh, community, like all minorities. I want to find a way to to bring us together to support each other mm-hmm. kind of thing that that's like my like if I could do that, that'd be like one of my lifelong goals is to to bring peace among and, and tranquility and hope and, and pride with within all of the minorities together as one. That's mm-hmm. what I would really want to do. I feel that. That's dope, bro. I feel that. And I didn't know that about, uh, uh, you know, is that it? Well, what's, what, is it in a specific city in Texas or is it in San Antonio? Like, is it just See, a state? I, I don't, I don't know. Cause I just, I just remember, I think there's a, a, a black guy running for some, some kind of office position in the government. And I want to say Dallas or Houston. And I just saw like a little two minute talk about how he was saying about the, the tension and, and, uh, uh, the tension between the Hispanic and African American community. And he was basically saying what I was saying, like, you know, we need to band together if we want change, if we want representation, if we want, you know, the same to be treated the same as everybody else, we have to come together and work together as a team. And I was like, well, you know, I was like, first of all, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, and then my, I told my parents like, yeah, like that's a thing for some reason. Well, I know why it's a part of systemic, um, it's part of systemic racism. Cause I I I can tell you about it later, but I know why it's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just saying, like, you know, we got to band together. And I was like, that'd be cool if we could do that, but not only with blacks and Hispanics, but all of the minorities, you know, not exclude out any minority at all. Mm-hmm. You know, because then that, you know, power, there's power in numbers. Kind yeah. Of thing. That's facts. That's facts, man. With me, man, and this is just from my personal experience, I would love to start a foundation for single mothers, bro. I would just love to do that just because people that don't know me, my mom, you know, my whole life I've been raised by single parent and everything. And there's just some things that, well, let's just say this like this. 
from a single parent household, that's just the only income. If you have two parents, it's just both incomes and everything. Y'all can match y'all's income and then, you know, do whatever you want and everything like that. And just for, you know, single parents, dude, it's just, it's just tough because, you know, you got to think about if they have a kid, you know, who's going to watch them while you're at work and stuff like that. Who's, right. uh, you know, just stuff, just different stuff like that. And then obviously, too, you got to think about do they have to be, you know, transportation or anything like that? Like there, there's so many different things and everything like that, uh, that single parents go through every day and stuff. And, you know, it's just something I just want to just give back because I know how it is growing up single parent and everything like that. It's just a way to give back and everything, too. So that's something that I would want to do and everything. There's obviously, you know, you just can't be just a single parent, not work or nothing like that. Like, I just can't do that. You got to be actually trying to do something, you know, like that. But that's something that I've always thought about. I don't know if if I do get the chance to do it, I would have to obviously think more in depth into it and how that would start, you know, get the funding and everything. But that's something I've been thinking about for a, a really, really long time. So that's a good one, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's all I really got for the, the lunch table questions and everything, man. All righty. Sounds like we're wrapping up another glorious episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you got any last words for the peoples? Like last week, man, stay positive. Do what you got to do. And stay out the way. Don't be no troll. And please, please, please. I know everything's, you know, kind of coming out and everything. You know, we're kind of getting out of the COVID scene, I guess, because I'm starting to see people not wearing masks at all. It's it's still a it's still out there, people. Please, please just do it. <laughs> I work I work with it eight hours a day. You can do it for fifteen minutes in the store. Like, come on, <laughs> so, right? So, all righty. I believe that's all we have from the Guardians of the Six One Five. This is your your host, sis, 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 <laughs> Mr. Calvin Williams, and yours truly. We'll see y'all next week. Yes, sir.